Hey, everybody. I'm Mike Reno from Loverboy. Hi, this is Joe Satriani. Hey, I am Brandy Rhodes. Hey, I'm UFC fighter C.B. Dalloway. Clay Milliken, driver of the Parks Plus. Great Clips, Top Fuel Dragster. What's up, world? This is your favorite comic, favorite comic, Tony Rock. Hey, guys. This is Kendra Sunderland, Vixen Angel of the Year. Hey, this is Jimmy Chamberlain. Hey, it's your boy J-Rock from Sunnyvale Trailer Park. You know I'm Sierra Era Egger. And you listen to my boy T-Biscuit on the Toddcast Podcast. I'm out like I sold something. Every once in a while, you'll catch a break. The planets align. You'll get what's coming to you. Or at least that's kind of been my life experience. You grind away hard enough and long enough, and, and you'll get what's coming. It's about hard work, though. Don't get me wrong. Putting in the effort, putting in the time, nothing good comes easy. And that's exactly what you saw happen with former Edmonton Eskimos, Edmonton Elks kicker Sean White. Not that playing on their club wasn't good enough, but when you get offered the chance to be the new kicker for the BC Lions, the place you're from, the place you were born, the stars are now aligning. Now he's able to kind of hang out with friends and family after the home games. He's back where he belongs. He's back home. And making his second appearance on the podcast, Sean White is a guest this week. My first football memory? Man, uh, if my first memory of like just actually like watching football would be, uh, I think it was the 94 Grey Cup. When, what was the year of Pisaglia hit it? I just remember being on 16th Avenue here in White Rock after he hit the field goal and we ran out in the field and... I just remember a sharp pain over my head, and my buddy was so excited. We were jumping up and down with hitting pots and pans with wooden spoon. Came down and smashed a wooden spoon over my head, and the thing broke half and went across the street. Yeah, I was done celebrating right there. That wasn't fun. Joining CFL kicker Sean White in this podcast, 267. Hustlers Beaver of the Year 2021, Kitty Quinn, is on this episode. They randomly emailed me one day, and they told me, Hey, we nominated you for Beaver of the Year. Here's a ballot. Send it to all your fans. Tell them to send an email vote in every single day for the next few months, and you could possibly win. So I put it on my website, kittyquinn.com, and I just posted to my fans every day. I was like, please vote for me, Beaver of the Year. I honestly didn't think I had a chance because I was still growing my following at the time, and I was a newer model, so I was like, Oh, you know, there's girls with bigger followings and fan bases that will definitely win. I actually got a call randomly one day from a woman named Anne from Hustler Magazine. And she was like, hello, this is Anne from Hustler Magazine. I started laughing because I thought it was Marina from Naked News. I thought she was prank calling me. I was like, ha ha, Marina, you're so funny. Girl, you're funny. That's funny. And she was like, no, this is N from Hustler Magazine. You won Beaver of the Year 2021. And I was like, what? Wait a second. And they actually, yeah, told me I won, that they wanted to fly me out to LA, pay me $1,500 to do a photo shoot and give me a big feature in the magazine. It's a pretty fun week. You'll hear from this week's musical guest in just a minute, a local singer-songwriter, easily one of my favorites locally, and no doubt he's on your radar as well. Coming up in about maybe 15 minutes in Stop Me If You've Heard This Before, Jane's Addiction drummer Stephen Perkins talking about the crazy stuff that he's seen on stage playing with the band over the years. That is powered by Puff. Are you using our code? You can take 20% off regularly priced cannabis accessories and apparel with the code TODDCAST in-store and online through Puff. So first, our first guest of three, this week's musical guest, as mentioned, he's a Canadian singer-songwriter, Dan Mangan, 
That is brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They also welcome, of course, bands, but they welcome podcasts and voiceover actors and a lot more. Pretty much anything you can do in a recording studio. Check them out, good buddies, through pineapplesound.com. Now, as mentioned, you're going to know Dan. Dan is a local boy kicking ass and, and really starting to take names. He's dug himself a good little foothold in the Canadian music scene, and you'll see his star get brighter and brighter as the years roll on. And he's a really good guy as well. Hardworking, he's humble, and great to talk to Dan Mangan. Uh, We kind of threatened each other, you know, with a a good hang right right around COVID, or shut down the planet, early 2020. So this one has been in the making for a couple of years. Uh, We'd even kind of talked about Dan maybe even doing a cheap thrills event uh, with the podcast where I host from stage, the Q&A, you get to ask questions in the audience as well, in the uh, acoustic performance. We're, we're kind of hoping to get those fired up again by summer. And wouldn't it be awesome to have Dan Mangan on one of those? And when we jumped on a Zoom, uh, it was very cool to hear Dan talking about the music that was in his house as a kid growing up. It was kind of like two worlds. One was, you know, rooting through their vinyl collection, uh, which was Van Morrison and Supertramp and the Beatles and Paul Simon. Um, and then, uh, you know, what's, I, I was the youngest of three and for a little while in a Brady Bunch scenario, I was the youngest of six. So I had the benefit of lots of older siblings who could kind of inform and tell me what was going tell me what was up. So, you know, there was a bit, we were a CanCon household big time, like Sarah McLaughlin and 5440 and tragically hip and the grapes of wrath. Um, Okay. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch, but yeah. we listened to a ton of Canadian music, Bare Naked Ladies. Um, and, you know, I, I think like I spent a lot of time pre, you know, pre-tablet, pre-cell phone, pre um, sitting on the floor wearing big headphones, listening to the record player or the CD player, yeah. looking at the liner notes, reading all the lyrics as I'm listening to Gord Downey sing them, you know, locked in the trunk of a car or whatever. And just, um, I think that the thing that I get so little time to do today is actively listen to music as like, like that listening to music is the thing I'm doing rather than listening to music is the passive thing that's happening while I'm doing something else, like washing the dishes or something. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I'm so thankful that I did as a kid was I just spent hours and hours and hours just listening and, and reading the words and yeah. the liner notes. I think we talked to Dan for just under an hour, maybe like 50 minutes or something like that, which is super nice of him considering that we'd originally said like, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, dude, is what we're going to need. Right. But you know how things go. You kind of, things spiral out of control and you end up talking for way longer than expected. You can hear it now at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can see it as well. We've got a YouTube account. They're all at Toddcast Podcast. Here Dan talks about his profound love of Radiohead. The most profound record in my whole life has been an okay computer by Radiohead. Oh, yeah. I'd say like grade, grade 10, I came home and listened to that album every day for like a year. Um, so that's gotta be one of them. And then In Rainbows, by, also by Radiohead, is probably the most flawless record in modern history. Um, and it never gets old. I can just listen to that over and over and over again. You know, and Radiohead's one of those bands, you're like, there's no way that they're going to be able to pull off this album uh, as good live. And they 
blow it out of the water. Oh my like god. They they are good. so they're so much better than every other band that it's like there's the music industry and there's all these music going on and then there's Radiohead. Like if you were to be like, "Oh, who's in the top 3 or top 5 bands in the world?" I can only name one. And they take up all five slots. It's like <laughs> like 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 to me they are they are playing a different sport than everybody else. And there is nobody that even touches them. Like there's nobody that even comes close. Okay. Okay. Now have you heard about the side project that uh that Tom uh, and Johnny are are doing with the drummer of uh, Sons of Kemet? Yeah, the smile. Well, the smile uh, yeah. Super cool. They just announced a bunch of tour dates too. They did. I would yeah. love to see that. And the footage out of that stream that they did the other day looks just looks dead right they're no fail man they don't they just like everything they touch is golden you know they just yeah. they're incredible everything has like a, a sense of abandon nothing is precious everything that end, ended up on the radio felt like it ended up on the radio by mistake um they're like anti-stars they're all quite mild-mannered none of them have that sort of like rock star bravado like i remember when um like Oasis were sort of like dying down and people were like, Oh man, it's the end of the rock star era. Like, and I just like, couldn't wait. I was like, yeah, give me, give me some people to idolize that aren't assholes. You know, like <laughs> um, I have, I have no appetite for people who act like rock stars. I have lots of appetite for people who become rock stars because of great music, but like people who act like rock stars, I have no time for. And you know, it, it's not to say that I don't agree with some things that Liam Gallagher might say, but I like the like, you know, slag off and get me more drinks mentality. Uh, I, I just I get I get so disinterested in it. It's sort of like a, sort of like being like a class bully or something like that. You know, you can get away with it. So you do and you can and you try to. Right. Um, but I, I've loved about Radiohead how even though Tom York famously can be a bit of a prick. He's not a prick in a showy way. He's a prick in a leave me alone because I just want to sit in my basement kind of way, you know? It was a really good conversation with Dan. We got talking about a lot of things, like the shows that he was binge watching, the fact that he's a, a fair-weathered sports fan. We talked about COVID and creativity, his first concert, how bands blow up with the help of one song and TikTok. Even now, it's like songs don't even matter. It's like song segments, you know? It's like a 20-second clip uh, on TikTok of like the pre-chorus going into the chorus is what goes viral and gets like 10 million you know um uses on TikTok or whatever yeah like the like uh what was that song that mother mother just fucking blew up on, on yeah on, incredible on TikTok, right like that one 20 second clip just blew them up and it's so bizarre because like they didn't even have a twitter account when that happened you know, they they yeah. created a Twitter account in response to it. Um, and they've done a really good job of sort of like trying to like uh, fan that flame, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song was what, like 12 years old when that happened? Yeah, totally. And and I think that, you know, part of I, I, I have two very like uh, paradoxical feelings about that situation. Or th- let's say three. One is, oh, man, when that happened to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. Um, Another one is, oh God, TikTok is terrifying and I don't understand it and I'm so old and how can I adopt this new technology in a way that is authentic and isn't just like an older musician trying to clamor onto what young people are doing. 
But the third takeaway that I think is ultimately the most hopeful and um, helpful is here you have a band that just kept making music, kept doing interesting things, kept pushing themselves in different directions. Um, and eventually people found what was maybe the most interesting thing that they ever did, you know, which is that really early seminal stuff. Like that first mother, mother record, even before it was mother, mother, it was just mother. Mm. And I remember hearing that record and being like, Oh my God, this is insane. Like this is the craziest, weirdest, most hookiest, crazy acoustic, you know, funk. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, it blew my mind. And that's what ended up getting captured. Now, in the meantime, they've had like, you know, platinum sales and number one radio songs and stuff. But I thought it was really cool that the thing that TikTok blew up was not the new polished radio stuff. It was like that first seminal. Well, it's, and, it's almost the stuff that uh, th that's the reason we love that band is because you go back to their original stuff, right? Yeah. And so... I, and you know I've, I've known those guys since the beginning, and and um, I, I mean I'm just thrilled for them that it's completely blown up their whole Spotify and their 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 live touring system is just you know elevated like crazy. Um, but uh, it gives me hope that like okay, regardless of like when in your catalog it is that people find as like the juicy spot, just keep making music. You know, quite honestly, the talk with Dan Mangan was mainly about music. Well, we got into like family stuff and the crazy shit that we did as teenagers. You know, we talked about gambling as well, or I guess mainly poker, really. Dan did the impossible as well. I think it was a, a, a podcast listener question from a guy named Steve. We made him pick between Lennon and McCartney. My whole life, I was a Lennon guy. Uh always you know paul always seemed like the politician and lennon sort of seemed like the the wild card um and lennon wrote the weirder songs lennon was funnier lennon was sharp kind of had this like cutting wit to him um and i always kind of idolized john lennon and uh as i get older i realize that i'm more of a mccartney i'm not a mysterious guy I'm kind of plain as day, pretty transparent. Mm -hmm. I don't thrive behind the veil. I thrive when we, you know, kind of break the pedestal. Um, and so I've started as I've gotten older to empathize with Paul more. And you know what's interesting is that I always said I like John better my whole life, but I sing my kids' songs like at, when they're tucking them into bed or whatever. I sing them, you know, I've always sung them songs, Beatles songs, and they're all Paul songs, you know, it's all, uh, I will, or I've just seen a face or, uh, yesterday or Hey Jude, they're all Paul songs. And that says something, you know, it's in terms of like what, you know, he, he wrote the iconic anthems and, uh, and while I'm watching a little bit of the, um, the Peter Jackson, I've watched it all, but I watched a, bu a bunch of that Peter Jackson documentary. Yeah. And so good. It's amazing. I love the fly on the wall. I love that he didn't mess with it. He didn't fuck with it. He didn't like get in there and try and editorialize it into something. He just sort of like lets you watch and observe. Mm -hmm. um, 
got and really crazy to watch like the, the the progression of these songs that now we know and love and yeah some of the best songs ever and just to see the way that they came about it almost kind of stumbled across it and i love that it makes them so it's you realize that they're human like these songs are so ubiquitous so like wallpaper to us culturally mm-hmm. and um and you realize oh they could have they could have done it differently they could have chosen this lyric they could have chosen it. and it it puts you back into the process of like okay these people aren't aliens they didn't just like descend upon earth with all of these songs they had to work for them just like we all do and uh the process is arduous and it hurts but you get to the other side it can be glorious and so it was really beautiful and all that to say like i think that the documentary really it, it kind of shows you that love him or hate him that well, mostly people love him but paul was the leader like oh he yeah. was the, you know like the, the band would have broken up five years earlier if paul didn't keep them together right and um you can kind of see him coaxing everything and trying to and he gets in a tiff a little bit with george which is a little bit sad because you want them all to be buds but like you know he was he was the leader he was the one gluing it all together uh and you got to give him props musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by pineapple sound providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. check them out at pineapplesound.com Soda powers the Toddcast podcast. Sugar and sweetener free with just 100 calories and zero carbs per serving. Visit them online at nudebeverages.com. 
And now, stop me if you've heard this before on the Toddcast Podcast. Without a doubt, you could argue that Jane's Addiction is one of the most influential rock bands, period. Their debut came out in 1987, a couple more albums between then and their farewell tour, then their singer Perry Farrell launched Lollapalooza. Chili Peppers bassist Flea was with the band for a spell. They were nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016. It is downright absurd that they didn't get inducted in the first year of eligibility. And when their drummer Stephen Perkins was a guest, we talked about how he played drums with the Chili's when John Frusciante returned to the band. Growing up with the music of the Jackson 5, jazz and disco, whether aliens have visited Earth. We talked about being in a band during the pandemic, being a dad, bonding with your kids, the excellent Spider-Verse, seeing Kiss and the Rolling Stones in concert. And stop me if you've heard this before, Stephen talked about the craziest shit that he saw on stage while playing with Jane's Addiction. There's a lot that goes into that question, but I tell you what really inspires me is those really big, big shows. And you're playing a song, and you see someone on a bungee jump 150 yards away. You see someone, uh, you know, they're not watching the band. They're experiencing their day, but the band is, is, you can't get away from it. We're still the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And I love having that huge platform those big festivals to really get you know your music get people spirited up and they're doing things that have nothing to do with your song and they might be meeting their next wife you know their their future wife or they might be having a, a reunion with someone they haven't seen in 30 years you know and i love being part of that uh experience and bringing you know the, the the music is a reason to be there, but it's not exactly the only thing that's happening in their life. But, yeah, I mean, I've seen some crazy shit. I mean, Perry <laughs> is, is such a great front man because he's in the moment. He doesn't, you know, you have to keep an eye on him when you're playing the songs because it's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, uh, guitar solo. It's what's happening in the moment and then respect that, you know, and... And, you know, being in a band with Tommy Lee with Methods of Mayhem, and, I, you know, he was singing and playing guitar, and I was on drums. Right. Uh, we had we had a one hell of a day. Uh, I don't think we belonged there. It was a super heavy metal festival out in Austria, and the band we were doing, Methods of Mayhem, was a full hybrid of hip-hop and rock mm-hmm. and techno, even. And we were not welcome. <laughs> and shit was coming at us, glass bottles. Wow. These people hate... These people hated it so much, they were throwing their full bottles of alcohol, even though they fucking needed to get high. They're like, fuck <laughs> it. Let's just get the fucking guy off the stage. And oh, my God. We had a guy named Tilo who was actually emceeing with us, and he went up there and was dodging bottles, and nothing hit him. It was like God was blessing him. He went up there, and he kept, you know, he was on, he was on point, man. He was still on the mic, dodging bottles, up and down, he was like a boxer, and, and and that to me still stands out as like unpredictable. What's going to happen? Are we going to get our shit fucking? Kicked? Are we going to get our get our ass kicked? Or are we just going to walk away unscathed and talk about this over and over? You know, and and James Addiction liked to sometimes plan stuff, but it never went as planned, mm-hmm. and that's always kind of fun, mm-hmm. you know. And, and to say, okay, at this point in the song, we should have somebody come out and hang some hooks. And suspend, and uh, and see what happens after they come out and, and the response of the audience. 
you know. But I think my favorite moments are with my eyes closed, connecting with the music, and then opening up and then and, and seeing people react. And and you know, it's not crazy, but it is definitely uh, it, it concludes my my journey in a sense that this is a, a great thing to do with my life is to get people to to have a good time and to loosen up and to let them disconnect from all the bullshit that we're all dealing with. Stop me if you've heard this before. On the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Pump, purveyors of quality cannabis accessories since 1995. Use promo code TODDCAST and get 20% off regularly priced accessories and apparel in-store and online at puff.ca. song his name is jp maurice an older track for him featuring ali milner that one's called in that place and i'm kind of wondering if the pandemic has created new music for jp or not haven't heard too much out of his camp lately i know that he's been producing other bands and artists uh, at blue light studio just a hop skip and a jump away from our podcast studio actually in east vancouver but i'm not sure if that includes new music from him or not which hopefully fingers crossed it does 
played you a new project from Dom Fricot called Hours Wasted. The song was called Ambitious Tendencies. You've heard Dom's music in one form or another on this podcast since we launched in 2015. We love the guy. He's super talented. He's a great guy as well. He's done one of those cheap thrill shows we're talking about just a few minutes back. Dom's originally from Vancouver, but he's been over in Germany for like the last four or five years cool to see him still pumping out some music and collaborating with other people as well and of course keeping us up to date with what's going on in his world all right coming up in in just a few minutes in listen to this world poker tour royal flush girl ivy tevez talking about being an adrenaline seeker and what she does to find it that is powered by our good buddies at tedco rv supplies in langley RV service and repair, ICBC accredited. Find them on Facebook and on Twitter at Tedco RV Supplies. First, let's get to the second of three Toddcast guests this week, our sporting guest, the new kicker for your BC Lions, Sean White, making his second appearance on the podcast. He's a repeat offender. That's powered by Capit Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. Tuli's tonneau covers, rooftop tents, camping chairs, step bars, floor liners, high-quality aftermarket vehicle accessories, out the wazoo. You can check them out online through facebook.com slash chilliwackcapit. If you follow the CFL, you'll know that Sean came into the league as a BC Lion. He spent the last decade plus as the kicker for the Alouettes in Montreal and the Eskimos, or I guess, of course, with the name change now, the Edmonton Elks. And it was only a few weeks ago that Sean signed to return to the BC Lions. Of course, the goal to win another Grey Cup. Oh, hell yeah. And that's, again, why I knew what I was getting myself into last year. But you look at the team that we had on paper, uh, you know, I thought we were going to dominate. But, you know, that's just the way football is and or sports is, you know. It's just mm-hmm. not fair. Just things didn't go our way and it's the way she goes. So, um, but then now this new contract with BC, like, I'm so – I haven't been this excited since my first contract. That's how I feel. <laughs> nice. like, I'm so excited because now I can stay home. I don't have to move around. Uh, you know, I live with my girlfriend now and my parents are just down the street. My nieces and nephews are old enough to appreciate going to games now. And they are so, everyone's so excited, uh, to be able to share what I do finally with my family is feels awesome. Cause I've been gone for 12 years. So they would come to what one game a year in Montreal, one game a year in Edmonton. Right. And, and then they see me once a year when I come home to travel and I get to see them for what, five minutes after a game and I got to hop on the bus and I'm out. So it's finally good to stay home and like be able to share this. And what plus I go on too. like, I have another job. I work for dynamic rescue and I'm trying to, I'm going to apply for white rock fire out here too. So, you know, I got more things going on for me here than anywhere else. And I'm 36 years old. So I'm going to play football until no one wants me. I just, I'm too competitive. I'm, I, I don't like to lose at, at anything. And I, I still play a lot of other sports and uh, I'm just lucky football pays me to play, but I'd play if people ask me to play. Right. <laughs> as mentioned, Sean originally signed with the Lions as a territorial exemption in 2007, played a few years with the club, was traded to the Alouettes. I was there for four seasons, then to Edmonton for six. The full talk 
with Sean White. I think it's around half hour. You can hear it. You can see it now. It's another Zoom on our social media platforms, all at Toddcast Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Here Sean talks about the Vancouver Canucks and the wild ride, the up and down season that they're having. Boudreaux's, man, what a beauty. You can just see how players uh, react with him and just talk to him. Like even that, like uh, that video he got for, what was his thousandth game or something like that? Yeah. So they, all those guys made a video and just, just the respect he has. You can just see he's just a player's coach and you want to win for a guy like that. And you can see the difference in the connect since he's been there. And uh, what a beauty. And I, I'm so happy he's here. I think he fits in with, with Vancouver, to be honest. So, yeah. But I like the team. I think they have a lot of potential. They just uh, just got to get a little bit of a rhythm. I don't know what they're missing, to be honest. I got the goaltending now. Well, we got the goaltending. It took a little while for Petey to kind of get into it. You know, I think yeah. he only had like a couple goals in the first 11, 12 games or whatever. But Exactly. But, you know, coaches make a big difference, man, with with players. They, they, may, it, <laughs> they can really affect you every day in the office, you know. So, yeah. That's, that's incredible. See, that's something as a fan, I don't know that, you know, I, I think that fans go, okay, yeah, cool. It's a new coach and yeah, they're playing better now because, but I don't know that they really recognize that the coach plays that much of a role oh, in like big time in, in that big time, big time. Yeah. And coaches that demand respect, there's coaches that, you know, try to micromanage you. And it's just, if it just doesn't fit that culture of the locker room, maybe these guys are used to, and that's the other thing is those guys have been together and now you got this guy kind of trying to maybe change things. And it's just like, ah, come on, man. That's not how we roll. Totally. Like, right. Like changing up a line. You're like, no, 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 that's not the guys I play with. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It can, it can affect you, man. Big time. I've been a part of a few teams like that, but, yeah. uh, and when you have a coach you can play for, uh, I'd say like 2015, Chris Jones, man, he treats you like a man. Go, go out and have fun boys. Be respectful, but you got to go out together, have fun. Then there's some coaches that are just like, no going out tonight. We're going to room check and like, holy crap. Wow. Uh, so it's tough, but you never know. So it, I don't know what's going on with that, with, what they yeah. did. When, but I think there's, there must be a, a reason behind it. And we really did get into a lot of stuff with Sean talking about binge watching Ozark and Cobra Kai, Boba Fett, trying to catch as much of the Beijing Olympics as possible. He shared a story about gambling in Vegas. We talked about the music of Green Day, the Chili Peppers, Jay-Z, and Sean talked about the last concert that he saw. Metallica, the one they were at. And we got these tickets from a security guard. So it was like five of us from Edmonton. We went into the stands and the security guard goes, why are you here? I'm like, these are the tickets you got us. And he goes, no, no, come with me. And so in front of the stage, there was almost like a, a, like a loop, like a circle. And in the middle of the circle, there's a bunch of fans in that middle circle there. And it's called the snake pit. Yeah. So he just right under the stage into the snake pit and these literally hit on us. And it was just Dude. unbelievable. It was crazy. So cool, man. That was the coolest experience. So, yeah, I got lucky with that one, man. That was wow. So, cool. so, so who, which which member was close to where you were? They were all moving around, man. This they were nice. Yeah. They, wow. They would walk right past us, like right yeah. over the shoulder. Really touch his foot right here. It was sweet. Toddcast sporting guest visits are powered by Cap at Chilliwack, providing the best quality products and services for you and your truck. Online at facebook.com slash Chilliwack Capit.
Sometimes I get frustrated Like a navy web making things a little overcomplicated Working jobs and paying taxes Baby, we should be in the sunshine, cold, be relaxing Keeping it simple on the creek We'll throw a line at the water Watch the days turn into weeks Smoking that good shit On high Well, the best say we be losing our minds But we're just loving by our own design Out here in the middle You will find us keeping it simple Powered by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world. Online at milanocoffee.ca. 
And now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. You'll know World Poker Tour Royal Flush Girl Ivy Tevez for more than just poker. You'll recognize her work with some big brands over the years, including Coca-Cola. She has her black belt in Taekwondo. She's a fun presence on social media. She's super engaging, fairly active. And when Ivy called up to be a guest, we talked about how she's a fan of the UFC. She shared the shows that she was binge watching. We got into the crazy 2019 California wildfires, the fact that she doesn't drink. She confessed that she's a Star Wars nerd, and she gave her thoughts on the latest Joker movie. We talked about growing up with the music of the Bee Gees, Olivia Newton-John, and Ivy admitted that she's an adrenaline seeker and gets it through hiking, snowboarding, skydiving. Listen to this. Outdoors, I hike, I snowboard, I used to um, skydive with my dad. Crazy. Yeah, my dad was a skydive master. Really? Holy. Yeah. Master. How many jumps is that then? Oh, my God. Uh, Let's just say every weekend I would be up in plane. And this was why I wasn't even 18. I would just like ride up the plane and be Mm. in jump every, every single weekend. Wow. So, yeah. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com.
Now here's another song. You're like, why am I not hearing this across Canada on every single rock station? What is the deal, man? The band is Nicholas Rage and a new song for them called Naked Grape. They are based out of Edmonton, Alberta. I've been digging those guys for years. Of course, we've been playing them on the podcast for a lot. Pre-pandemic, we were planning on, on bringing them out west to play a show for us. Of course, that's been paused for the time being, but I wouldn't shelve that completely. That may happen still. Love those guys. You heard from Kyle McCurney, and he was the musical guest, uh, I guess, a few weeks back now. Great song for Kyle called Keeping It Simple. Kyle is from Calgary, so I, I guess you could say it was the Battle of Alberta, these last couple of songs. Love them both. Both are killer tracks. And speaking from personal experience, I've seen Kyle many times. He's an amazing performer. He's one of those guys that kind of just makes it look like effortless. If you hear of him playing anywhere near you, do the best to try and catch it. Speaking of live music, you can find a small list of local shows happening with the indie scene, local Vancouver shows that is, at toddhancock.ca. If you're playing a show, maybe you're going to check it out. If it's indie, let us know about it. We'll post it at the website. We do get about three, 4,000 visits a day, so it might help out. That is brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios. 40 plus years experience in the music industry. A great place to jam. You can find out more through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guest of this episode 267 is Hustler's Beaver of the Year 2021, Kitty Quinn, this week's entertainment guest. It's brought to you by Sacred Meds, the best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. In fact, if you use the code TODDCAST, you'll get 10% off your order at checkout. And thank you for using that. It's been six months in a row, the number one use code. Check them out through sacredmeds.com. You'll know Kitty Quinn for more than modeling. She has a free OnlyFans account. She has a super fun TikTok account as well. And she's big into cosplay and comic cons oh yeah for sure always yeah. i love and i know that all the marvel movies have been really overwhelming i haven't even got to see them all because there's so many constantly being released but yeah. i love that it's blown up because it really has blown up the whole cosplay world and inspiration for me for characters to cosplay yeah well you I know mean, when i was a kid i mean such a comic book nerd that when i was a kid and i granted i'm like in my 40s but i used to get a hard time from people, oh, you fucking nerd, reading comic books, such a nerd, spaz, you know? It's like, I'm not a I nerd. I, I like to immerse <laughs> myself in this crazy world that of the X-Men and, and Batman and, like, the Avengers and shit. I'm not a nerd. I like to read, uh, and you know what I mean? Yeah, It's weird, so but, yeah. funny because I hear so many people saying that. So many people are like, I used to be made fun of for reading comic books. I used to be made fun of for being into anime, and Always. now it's, like, trendy. <laughs> Yeah, right. And uh, like, it blows my mind that we're at the point where we are with like, you know, like you said, there's, I mean, it is literally overkill on what they're push, pushing out. It's even as a comic book spaz, it's it really almost is. too much. You know, it's almost, right? too much. yeah. That's why but, I feel like disconnected as of the past few years. I'm like, uh, like the, all the, the Spider-Man talk, I'm like, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I haven't even got to really see the new ones yet. I'm like, I can't keep up with it, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they're amazing, though. <laughs> should mention that the full conversation with Hustler's Beaver of the Year, Kitty Quinn, is now up 
at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube accounts. I think it's close to 40 minutes or something like that. Covered a lot of ground in that time, as we tend to do, talking about binge-watching Grace and Frankie, how Canadian naked news hosts gave her some confidence. Seeing Motley Crue and Kiss in concert, she talked about alien visitation and conspiracy theories. That is so funny because for so many years, it's been one of the main things I talk about my camp shows. I totally believe in aliens. And I think it's due to my dad. I mean, growing up, I was raised a Christian. And when I got into high school, I was a loner. And I just started to go to the library and read books on religion. And then I fell into paganism. But aside from that, because I know that aliens does tie to religion. So that's why I kind of like brought it up. But aside from that, my dad has always been into astronomy growing up. He always had books about space and he always had these crazy big telescopes and he would set them up outside and we would like zoom in and look at the moon and he would look at different planets and stuff like that. And he would just always tell me, he's like, you never know, there'd be something out there. And then after I became 18, 19, I got balls deep into like conspiracy theories. So I really learned, especially also, I know ancient aliens is, kind of corny to a lot of people, but they do talk about a lot of historical things. And that's also what made me, I started to see that show and I was like, I want to research more. And I would go on the internet and just research more and just see how there's certain things on earth. They're like unexplainable still. And it's like, what's the only explanation that could be maybe that. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Like especially when you start digging into like, um... could be tied to aliens, you know? So I totally believe in aliens. And I personally have had dreams about aliens since I was a kid. Really? I have dreams about them talking to me. I've had a dream. The last one I had was, I had two dreams a couple of years ago. One was I couldn't see the aliens, but I remember in my dream, I was above my parents' house and there was a flying saucer and I didn't see the aliens, but in my mind, I was talking to them and I asked them, I was like, oh my gosh, can you take me on a ride? To your flying with your flying saucer, and have you seen the movie Paul? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. With Seth Rogen, yeah. They basically in my dream did to me what they what Paul did in that movie. They were like, okay, we will exchange information with you. So like in exchange for taking you on this trip, I don't know. We have to exchange your experiences in your mind. But in my mind, they like implanted a bunch of information and truth and knowledge and just craziness about the universe. And then I had this other dream that I was in an airplane and there are these people and they're like these tall, skinny, blonde, white people. And they were telling me, you're chosen. You're chosen to help people on earth. We need your help. And then all of a sudden I was on a planet and it was I don't know, look like Mars or something. And I walked over this hill and I just saw this like army of like soldiers. Like they almost look like stormtroopers, to be honest. They're like in armor. There were soldiers just for like a reference of the closest thing to think of. But in my mind, I knew they were negative. Like they were bad, not good. And then I woke up. So I've just had this like really weird, intense alien dreams. So I'm just like, they're out there. Quite honestly, that is a topic that I could talk about literally for hours. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that aliens have not only been here, but they also live among us. Let that sink in. We talked to Kitty about the show Vikings and how that's rich in actual history. 
We talked about superpowers, COVID, and how that's affected her life the last couple of years. She shared the music that was in her house as a kid growing up, the music of America, James Taylor, Elvis Presley. And Kitty talked about wanting to start up her own podcast, which she wants to call the Naked Podcat Podcast. Yeah, I honestly, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to Whiskey Ginger, Two Bears, One Cave, Your Mom's House. Those are some of the podcasts that I've been getting into and it inspired me. But even before I listened to those, I was like, I talk for hours on my cam show. I should start a podcast because people just, just love take the to cam listen show. to me talk. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, can I just record my cam show while I'm talking and post it as a podcast? Yeah. And um, I actually did start a podcast and I did like one or two episodes, but I was very unsatisfied. So I just deleted them and I was like, I'm going to start over when I'm ready and I can do this consistently. But I was going to call it, or I'm going to call it the Naked Podcast. And I'm not going to be naked while I do it, but because I'm a nude model, I was like, oh, I could be the naked pod cat, like kitty, pod cat, pod kitty, and the naked because I do nude modeling. So I was going to do it and pretty much it's so hard because I'm so kind of all over, but I need to be consistent, but it's just hard because I have so many things I love to talk about. I wanted to talk about cosplay, modeling, photography, travel art, sex, motherhood, spirituality, all the things that I'm into pretty much. So that's something I really plan on starting soon. Toddcast Podcast Entertainment Guest Visits are powered by Sacred Meds, the best cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. Available online at sacredmeds.com. Use promo code TODDCAST at checkout for 10% off everything in store.
I swear Vancouver's scene right now is as good as it's ever been. His name is Ivan Hartle and a new-ish song for him called Lovin' On Ya. Now, I caught one of his shows at the Biltmore pre-COVID and was blown away to the point where I stuck around afterwards to introduce myself. And I, I don't normally do that. I would prefer to, you know, just kind of chill and reach out afterwards on like social media or whatever. But, you know, Ivan commanded the crowd and I, I just had to say hi. And once we get things fired up again, the show wise, we've been talking about that now for a while, you'll likely see Ivan Hartle doing something with the podcast, not to be presumptuous, but... Your best way to hit the slopes this winter is with the Cypress Mountain Skycard. Visit cypressmountain.com for details. I've only made it up to Cypress a handful of times uh, this year, which is odd considering that we'd had plans to do some huge amount of over the Christmas break and stuff. But, you know, unfortunately for us, COVID took my entire family down over the break. Uh, the boys have like kickboxing and hockey throughout the week. And then of course on the weekends as well. So we're strategically hitting Cyprus as, you know, the kind of the holes open up in the schedule easily. One of our favorite local Hills, uh, been sponsoring the podcast now for like five straight seasons. So big thanks to Joffrey and his marketing team for the unwavering support over the years. Looking forward to next week, Canadian soul and blues artist, AV and Vrend is a guest. Um, as much as adversity sucks, I also think that it it's what makes us strong and resilient. And, you know, I live in a neighborhood where there's people from all over the world and, and from a lot of really terrible home situations too that end up over here. And the adversity that they've experienced is far beyond having to be 
in a pandemic for two years, you know, like the pandemic right. was enough, almost like a blip to them of the inconvenience of the trauma that they've seen in their lives or the violence. And um, so I guess that's another thing that helped me manage the pandemic is, is realizing that, that it was, wasn't a big deal to people around here as much as it was to some people that I knew that was really the first really big major upheaval of their lives they've ever had. It was just a really good, really interesting conversation with Canadian soul and blues artist A.V. Joining A.V. next week, uh, pro wrestler Amber Nova jumped on a Zoom with us. You're going to love this girl's energy. And a number one best-selling author and certified medium, Kimberly Toko is also on the podcast. She's a lot of fun as well. Of course, wanted to give a big thanks to this week's guest too, Dan Mangan. Dude, appreciate the time. Let me know, by the way, if you're you're playing some poker with the boys. I'd love to come take all your guys' money. Of course, I'll bring red trucks, some nude vodkas as well. Uh, BC Lions kicker, Sean White. Great to catch up again. Thank you for jumping on and congrats on the new gig. Go Lions, go. And Hustlers Beaver of the Year 2021, Kitty Quinn. Great to finally meet you, get you on the podcast. Thank you again for jumping on, and I cannot wait to hear the new podcast. And that's going to do it for this one, episode 267. The weeks are just ticking by. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for hanging out and for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends. You can subscribe, again, on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Comment rate the podcast. It helps with search results and whatnot. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. A huge thanks to all of our excellent sponsors. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. It's cheap like borscht. There's contact info at the homepage. Maybe we'll have a coffee, have a beer and see what's up. Oh, and by the way, if you help us find a sponsor, we will give you a commission based on the ad buy. If you know a business that gets online marketing, send them our way and we'll take care of the rest. We'll grab the coffee, as I said, grab a beer, see what we can do together. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 